All right, there will be bourbon. We've got Clay Martin back. The last time he appeared was November 2nd of 2020, just before election night. So we're going to follow up with some things that have taken place since then. Before we do that, as always, I am fueled by the finest American spirit. This time, a little Knob Creek 12-year from the Jim Bean Distillery and their small batch collection. The other stuff they make in addition to Knob Creek is the obviously the Bakers, Bookers, and uh, Basil Hayden. This, by far, to me, is my favorite. Uh, Bookers pretty much all taste the same at this point to me. I don't know why. But every batch, you know, they do four batches a year, and they all taste the same to me. But this, Knob Creek 12, and the 15, if you can find it, uh, th these things are amazing. They're great stuff. Um, I know last time you weren't drinking, Clay. I don't know if you're able to imbibe now or not, or if you're still on the, the no alcohol thing. Actually could I'm off the uh, off the blood thinners, but I, I just haven't touched it again, man. It's a, it's weird. That's cool, man. Good for you. Get out, you're fired. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I would prefer more people become sober. That way it frees up the bourbon market for me to go ahead That's and true. it all. Cheaper, right? yeah, there's more of it. Yeah. <sighs> Cause it's even dumber than when you and I talked last. I think I, I cause I said I went back and listened to the episode we did and I was drinking the the Rock Hill Farms, and that's I mean, it's just as dumb as it was then, if not dumber, in terms of price, you know? Dude, I didn't even see it this year, yeah. this last year. I didn't even see it. I don't even know the economy is booming and there's no inflation. That's not possible. No, that's true. That's true. Inflation's down, I hear. It's a record low, right? Something like that? Right, yeah. Record, record. <laughs> everything's low. Everyone has jobs. It's all perfect. Yeah, it's, it's you know, most created most jobs created in any president of all time. So it's amazing. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like we hear that like every three months? Every president. It doesn't matter who it is. They, they never tell you it's like, they're replacing the jobs that were lost. They never say created new jobs. They just say created this amount of jobs, right? So if I fire you and then I rehire you tomorrow, I just created a job. Look at that. So I need to give Michael Moore any credit, but uh, one of his documentaries that came out in like 93 or 94, he's talking about Bill Clinton's, you know, booming all these jobs and stuff. He's oh, like, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. And if you're lucky, you can have two or three of them because all <laughs> getting replaced with minimum wage jobs. So. Man, we'll give that, yeah, the Michael Moore broken clock theory. He was good on that one. It's true. Yeah, I haven't seen that guy even on Twitter in a long time. Is that guy still oh, around? He uh, he's Man, a weird guy, I think, because you know, back in the the late '80s, early '90s, like he was pretty kind of like everybody could get behind his his stuff. Like he he wasn't as like Looney Tunes polarizing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, as polarized. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, he was kind of like kind of maybe like Alex Jones kind of in a way. In, a, in his own way yeah i could see that yeah but then he i don't know man he really went off the uh off the deep end there about you know 98 or 99 and yeah yeah so that's okay so all right talking to clay martin retired green beret he's a survival and gun expert at this point i don't know what else he's up to he looks like he's down in the bunker you know getting ready for a little far cry five action in real life uh, <laughs> uh but so that's funny you bring up michael moore because i remember uh you remember fahrenheit 9-11 Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. I yeah. made the weird mistake because we talked about, but, uh, you know, we both were in Iraq in 03, but I made the, the at the time, I thought it was a good idea. I was like, oh, well, I guess, you know, I came back in 04 and I, my, fa my whole family, my brother, older brother, and my parents, we went and saw 9-11 in the theaters. Oh, no, dude. No. Dude, my mom was like furious. <laughs> I don't know if it was because she just, you know, again, it was, it's, it's Michael Moore, you know. It, right right there there is some truth to it but at the same time he's not there to he's there to make a movie and sell it right so right yeah there's a lot of upsetting things in that movie but i just remember being halfway through it and just like oh 
God, this is not going to go well once this is over, you know? Oh, man, dude. I need to go back and watch that, though, because I just remember it being like, it's like, how can we make the Bush presidency look worse than what it already was looking at that time? (laughs) And it was it was bad. It was a total hit piece. And then the next one he did a few years later, wasn't it like on the healthcare? Sicko was was no, it wasn't called Sicko. Man, I, I never watched anything. I don't even think I watched Fahrenheit. I think I watched like the first 20 minutes of Fahrenheit 9-11. And then after that, I was like, Yeah, that's probably I just remember yeah. around that time because it was you know, they started. I just remember <laughs> the coalition of the willing. Like right, they, they yeah. made this big the coalition of the willing, and it's showing like, you know, <laughs> oh god, what was that? What was that island country? The Fiji, they're like Fiji. And I remember Fiji was the, where they were like the yeah, dude, cards. Yeah. <laughs> But he like, said 50 soldiers, and it's like they oh. said like three of the nine feet or something. That was crazy. Yeah, it's the coalition of the willing. Yeah, was, <laughs> yeah. I need to go back and just watch that one night and try and have an open mind. But uh, yeah, so I tell you what, we should get on a podcast with that playing, and we could do a space. We could do a space on. Tw- yeah, we could do one of those Twitter spaces where that they- would be cool. That would be cool. We get we get red and probably Terry. We get some some. <laughs> You try to get Terry to, to actually pick up the phone. That might be a little harder. Well, we'll, we'll make something happen. We'll make no, that's true. Happen. That is a good idea. We could get those two. Uh, who's that other guy? I was thinking that would be perfect for it. Um, you, the what the fuck IO guy? You follow him? The oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Averill, yeah, because he was yeah. over and he was he was a retired star major, but he was shit. He was at E seven, I think, at the time in Iraq when we were there. He's a little he than us. smarter than us about what was going on too. Yeah, because he was on Biap, so he knows a lot of the dumb shit I've talked about. Because he's like, yeah, and, but at the same time, I, I like I'll, I'll message him and be like, yeah, but you were kind of part of it because you were senior, <laughs> you were allowing this to go on. Yeah, but no, that he'd be great to have on too. Yeah, that's a good idea. I have to put that in the uh, the old bank for 2022. Terry would probably have a blast with that. Yeah, that'd be a good time. Um, all right, so w- yeah, one of the things I wanted to bring up because, like I said, I went back and listened to what we talked about back in November of 2020. I asked you your prediction before we closed off, and you said Trump wins tomorrow in a landslide, and meaning election day, and yep. then Friday Biden wins in a landslide because they find all these new votes, and then Monday next week kicks off the civil war. <laughs> all right. The Civil War has not kicked off, fortunately. That's good. But you kind of nailed the first two things, right? Even though they came, they happened a little differently. Because I remember the way that night was going. You know, I'm sitting there texting everybody like, oh, shit. Trump's about to do it again. Like, I was following all the yeah, Vegas too, odds. Because yeah. I follow Vegas odds, right? Vegas always knows what's going to happen. And then, like, right. he was predicted to lose pretty much up until, like, 4 p.m. on Election Day, West Coast time, right? So when that first yeah. hour. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, I'm out grilling. You know, I'm just grilling some steak and I look down at the, the odds and, you know, Trump's ahead in some of the states that are coming back. And then all of a sudden the Vegas odds flipped and Trump was a favorite. He was like a minus 120 favorite. So he was like, it was still pretty even, but yeah. he was a favorite for the first time for about an hour and 40 minutes. Wow. And I just remember texting some buddies like, oh, he's going to do it. And then all of a sudden, man, like it flipped again and it was never. And I was just like, <laughs> it's just wow. pretty crazy. Yeah, but you pretty much almost nailed it, man. Dude, well, number one, I'm going to have to get on the Vegas odds thing because I, I follow election night like it's a Super Bowl. Like, that's my thing. Like, I don't watch yeah. any other sports anything. Like, that's my jam. Like, I, I, I'm up all night with popcorn. And, Dude, and just I go work. to OddShark, OddShark, yeah. OddsShark.com, and they have an entertainment section, and it covers politics and everything else. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to get all that. But, uh, but to the uh, prediction, 
you know, people people have actually hit me about that one because also I was like desperately trying to get Prairie Fire out with those predictions in yeah, print yeah, I remember yeah. before before the election, and uh, we barely made it by like a week. So uh, you know, people have been like, "How did you know that?" Like that's that's mm-hmm. like some almost like crystal ball level stuff. Sons of the Civil War bit, which may yeah. years not over. <laughs> 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 Let's just hope it doesn't come to that. But, I mean, you're in the bunker. You just wait it out. Yeah, dude, I'm straight. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. Yeah, a little periscope you can look up and kind of. Just take more long, make it <laughs> periscope, be straight. But, uh, you know, people are like, how how did you know that? And, uh, man, I actually made that prediction in July of that year. That was, uh, that was how far out I saw it coming. Uh, and it's one of those idiotic things of, uh, of like, intelligence stuff that sometimes you, you don't know how you know, but you just know. Like, yeah. I don't know, all the stuff comes together in like the supercomputer of, uh, right. of, of stuff and you couldn't put it in a report and say, this is why, but you know, that's what's going to happen. And uh, that was what I said was going to happen the minute they started talking about postponing the election. Right. Okay. You remember there was that, there was that thing in like June, July of that year yeah. where they were like, oh, we might have to postpone it. And then everybody's freaking out a little bit. And uh, that, to me, that was the tilt. That was like, okay, they're going strictly to mail-in voting. And I think also that they can't, they can't cheat enough, like, pre-knowledge. They got to they gotta come close. It's got to be a matchup uh, or relatively close. And uh, I don't know, in a lot of ways, that's kind of what happened. I, I did not see the Dominion, like, machine thingies happening, but oh, it's weird. My, my whole thing, like, and this is – you know, I come back on this. Uh, were you ever in country when an election took place, like in Iraq or anything? Man, I'm, uh, I remember. I, I think there was an election in 06. I'd have to like, I'd have to really okay. look. I, maybe I was doing pre-election stuff. And they did the election after I left that year. I, I can't remember exactly. I mean, I remember because I was in uh, Afghanistan in 2013 and they were doing an election. And, you know, the biggest thing that's always an issue is security, right? Because right. you know, there's, there's, right. there, there's no mail-in vote fucking option. You need to go right. down in person. And, right. and get marked with the fucking ink right. and then you know the the biggest fear is like the you know the taliban looking to see who voted number one right and then attacking polling stations or people who are actually trying to vote like like that's a right. real thing but yeah. i just remember like it was such a focus on no you need to do in post in-person voting as my oh yeah camera, and my camera keeps cutting out uh, whatever um can you still hear me okay yeah, no, I still got okay. your uh, audio. Yeah. I mean, that's audio. really all that matters. The, the the YouTube thing just is for fun. Um, but I just remember, like, if this is the only way we can think to do voting in this country where we're trying to ensure democracy takes place, we're, we're nope, you have to go in person. It's 2021, man, or 2020 at the time. Like, why do we, why do, why? My, I just feel like we make voting harder than it needs to be in this country. I really feel like, like the election, it needs to be a fucking federal holiday, right? It needs to take place on a Friday. You yep. make it a three-day weekend or a four-day, whatever, yep. if, it's, if it's an army thing, right? You make it a right. four-day yeah, fucking absolutely. weekend. Yeah. That way there's no issues, man. Get your ass down between Friday and Monday and vote. And we'll talk about it on Friday night when we close the polls or Monday night. And then we'll, we'll announce the, the results on Tuesday or whatever, right? Yep. That way there's there's... It's like this antiquated version of like, hey, we need 150 million people to vote between the hours of seven and seven. Right, 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 right. Oh, and then, you know, we'll have that option. If you don't want to do that, you can mail in your vote. And like, you know, people can't count that shit within 12 hours of whenever it was received. No. It's just not really. 
Like no one, if you explain how the elections work in the United States to an alien, like the, you know, the, the, the supreme alien emperor comes down to earth and he's like, I need a better voting system to use on my planet. America, America, please come in yours. Okay, here's what we do. Once every four years, we make the entire country come vote between seven and seven. And we announce the winner that night. Right. That, that dude, that alien, as smart as he is, who made it to our continent or our fucking planet, he'd be like, you get everybody? <laughs> but there's also this mail-in shit, right? That we kind of maybe get to if we need to. Like, we don't really get to it. We just kind of, because they're really just counting what they can actually physically tally right. in and, person, and meanwhile right? also the polling stations are ran by like old people that want to be the uh you know the hall pass dude for like a week and nobody else really gives a shit about it so that's who does all the stuff and it, it gets even weird if you live in an early voting state too as uh, i've lived in an early voting state now a couple times and no, i used to win like a week two prior like it's just right. me and like you know the bingo club like you know seven, <laughs> two, like nobody's around <laughs> like yeah. waiting to open the polling place i have no idea if that shit ever actually makes it i really yeah it's, i mean like I've, week, yeah i've done mail-in voting because uh i'm registered to vote in florida but clearly i don't live there so i've always like the last two elections i've done you know mail-in stuff right i, mean, I assume it gets there i mean i know it gets there right you know, I, I do know that but <laughs> You know what takes place from that point on i don't fucking know man and, and that's the problem i feel like look this is not just an election thing this is just a representation of i think a lot of our institutions in this country like the faith is lost in them you know what i mean like there's and and it's yeah. earned like the the lock the loss of reputation is definitely 100 percent earned i talk about this with the fucking army like hey yeah. almost 20 years you know i've seen the like the the degradation of the standard to where we kind of are now. Um, and it's not just the army. It's, 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 it's all our institutions. People have lost faith in them from the CIA, the intelligence agencies, FBI. Okay. Yeah. FBI, like, like ATF, the, the ATF is a constant fucking, it's a meme. That's what the ATF is. No, now don't get me wrong. This is one of my favorite things. I'm glad I just, I don't know why this popped into my head, but do you listen to Joe Rogan at all? Yeah, I do. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, I was just recently over, the holidays I was driving cross country to Illinois and back. And while I was driving um, one of the days I, I listened to the Rogan podcast with Ted Nugent. Oh, now, I've never like Ted Nugent to me. Like I, I, I admit I I'm, I'm ignorant to the man, right? I just know him as a musician, right? I've seen him, you know, poorly portrayed on, in the fucking media. And I just always kind of like, and this is a fault. This is a failing of me. This is just me being lazy and letting the media dictate my opinion about a man. So I went, I was like, man, I got five days of driving. I just need to listen to stuff. And this was like a three and a half hour episode with Ted Nugent. I was like, all right, man, I never learned so much in my fucking life and felt so bad for being so ignorant about stuff. Right. But one of the things that Ted Nugent was uh, that episode with him and what he was talking about was the ATF. And he broke it down perfectly. He's like, picture this. Prohibition's over. We have a second amendment. Tobacco's legal at the age of whatever, you know, whatever it is in your state. Somewhere, some guy was in a room and was like, we need a bureau for alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. And someone else in that room was like, you're right. 
we need a bureau for alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Three things that are legal in this country. We need some fucking agency that oversees it and makes it just, it just, it just the way it was laid out was brilliant. And I'm, I'm fumbling this horribly, but that's what I do on this thing. Um, but yeah, like it, for the first time on mine, like I've seen all the memes, I've seen the jokes, I've seen the AFT hats that, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, they've earned their shitty reputation for what they did in Waco back in the in the nineties. But yeah, to me, I'm like, who wakes up one day and it's just like, I want to be an ATF agent. <laughs> who, who the fuck would do that? Who would like to voluntarily sign up to infringe upon basic American freedoms? Like that's, that's what I took from it. I was like, who the fuck? Cause I don't, I've never met an ATF agent. Now he claims to have met a ton of them who don't really prescribe to that. They're just all about the pension, which I can understand, you know, the federal pension is, is a real thing, but at the end of the day, like when you really reduce it to its lowest level, like that entire agency exists to just fuck your fucking rights up. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, no, it's hundred percent right. Yeah, the only thing they do really well over there is they also cover explosives. Uh, mm-hmm. So when it comes to like bomb text and okay. shit, like okay. evidence, that's fair. Forensic stuff on bombs, they got the they got the dudes for that. But yeah, the rest of it, you're like, I mean, what the fuck? I, in fact, uh, one of the only <laughs> ATF agents I've ever met. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah, go because I would say you've probably, if, if anyone would have met them, it definitely wasn't me. Maybe you have in your experience. I don't know. I don't know if those fuckers were over in the Guat. Every other civilian agency was over there. Oh yeah, they were. But uh, I, I swear wow. to God, my, my next stamp's gonna come back with just a mushroom stamp on it. From, from my- <laughs> <laughs> uh, actually, a long, a long time ago, when I was still teaching uh, urban combat in the army. We ended up some fucking rando ass dude. I think he was a fucking contractor dog handler now. And uh, oh. I was going off on an ATF rant, much like Ted Nugent would. I was like, that's where the fucking shit bags go. You know, fucking federal cops and can't pass the ASVAB for the FBI. <laughs> you want to kind of bullshit. And uh, this dude's like, and I was an ATF guy for like 10 years. I was like, oh, I guess you can get the fuck out of our team room then. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just, I don't know, man. Cause I, I mean, look, Waco is one thing. And that's kind of probably what maybe brought them to the forefront of the, like the average American who was like, oh, wait, yeah. I have an ATF. Other than that, I had never heard of them, but I was also fucking 12 years old when that shit took place. I think. Well, it, it, it's also a weird one uh, for, for like the ATF because most of us, like just citizenship, we see them as, as an infringement. Like, because that's all the yes, only time we're ever going to interact with them is like <laughs> when I'm dealing with their bullshit, when I'm trying to buy, you know, a suppressor or something, something, yeah. something. But uh, they have actually like a, a hugely different relationship with, uh, with your FFL, like your local FFL. Like when those dudes call up, they're totally cool. They're like, they're like boys and shit. They're like, okay. And then they show up, do audits. Usually they're like super cool about it. Like, okay, look, man, it's been five years. We had to audit your books. Like there's like three things wrong. Just fix it and move on. Uh, The only one I've ever dealt with that really pissed me off about the ATF as a, as a, uh, as an institution, uh, I worked in the ammo business for a little bit. So uh, this is a long time ago, and uh, we it was actually during the 20, like 13, 14 crunch where you couldn't buy bullets. So we went over to Czech Republic to buy gunpowder. Uh, totally normal thing. So we're in this fucking, uh, you know, ex-Soviet, like, artillery fucking, fucking munitions factory. Like, and uh, all these weird, like, directorate of Soviet science shit's still on the wall. Anyway, we come back through JFK. Uh, you ever want to have a really good time, uh, come back through JFK when the uh, customs guy asks you what you've been doing, say business. And when he says what, say importing explosives. <laughs> 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 I 
it's like great american city to try that at yeah <laughs> well, you kind of, we're because you can't fucking lie to the guy either yeah, <laughs> like, you gotta yeah. tell the truth uh and then he goes through your you know your passport and all your documents like you're fucking serious aren't you like yeah and i'm sure that i smell like simtex right now like i, I have all the simtex i was they were building it in the fucking factory next yeah. to me like so go ahead and take the bags nice. apart we'll hang out over here and drink some coffee but uh but where that gets back to the atf is then when you have to you're doing this import it's got to go to uh atf as well as state departments you gotta get a special license to be able to do this they're not gonna just like let you know you and me bring a container ship full of gunpowder into Let's out fuck. there in the oakland ports we talked about right. this last time. it's still sitting there <laughs> we had to fill out like this much paperwork in triplicate handwritten so i was like are you fuck it was i mean it was clearly like a thing that was done purely to keep people from doing this because it was like i mean it was insane and for a triplicate to have to be handwritten is like i mean come on man what is this you know the 60s like be serious yeah. Yeah, but they're there. Like, uh, but that's also the thing. See, you know, and I, this is where I come back to uh, what do Republicans like to say, right? We're the party of small government, limited government, whatever. No, you're not. See, the fucking government's grown so much under Republican presidents in this country in the last twenty-five years. Twenty-two. Oh, yeah. years. I mean, look, where did the Department of Homeland Security come from? Oh yeah, old George W. Patriot. Dub. You think that's ever going away? No. Right, exactly. What do we got? Seventeen intelligence agencies. Fifteen. Oh, it's something I can't even count them, dude. I mean, yeah. it's ridiculous. Yeah. I see. That's what's crazy to me is because I remember learning about this shit. Uh, I learned obviously most of the shit I've learned has just been in by being in the army for so long. But I do remember going over some of this stuff when I was in college and you know doing political science. Um. <laughs> I just remember like, okay, so most people know of the CIA, right? Most people know of the, the DIA. Most people know of the FBI. What are the other fucking, like, what are the other agencies, right? Like the NSA, we know that one. That's a big one. Yeah. But the other, like, I can't, I can't name them. So you know the, the fucking Joe walking around the street. He doesn't oh, know what the fuck any of that shit. Everyone's just heard what they've heard, right? CIA, right. FBI. That's what most people I think would know of. Maybe if you've watched Goodwill Hunting, you know the NSA because he talks about it, right? right? But other than that, you don't know that there's fucking 17. 17. Well, and then we start looking at their names too. You're like, uh, the National Reconnaissance Office. That's a real one. And you're like, oh, really? So I don't even know what that is. What do they do? Like, I don't fucking know. Who works for them? <laughs> I'm going to apply. We should go on F- We should go on USA Jobs right now and apply. <laughs> <laughs> I, think they, uh, I think they might do geospatials. I'm not sure, but... Ah, yeah, that's, that's not weird, boring as shit. That's a, but that's a weird one to pop up, and I, I think that would happen when I was in the Army. You know, I was like, I got like a, a clearance enough, whatever. It's like, yeah, now get this thing from them. And you're like, what? Like, we have a, a national reconnaissance office? And yeah, the other like 14, like, I, I don't know. I have um, no idea. Yeah, uh, uh, that, but, but see, but I come back. The reason I bring that shit up is like everyone's always talking about oh, yeah, Republicans, you know, limited government. Man, this is why I, 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 I think our, our buddy Javier Goya on Twitter puts this best is that, you know, at, at this point in my life, there is no political party for me. Right. They can't, they can't handle my views and there isn't one. Um, that's another thing. I, I kind of want to get your take on this because you, you're a pretty astute guy. We've, we've already talked about the, the, the predictions and shit and all that but you know if, if anyone follows you on twitter they you, you're not just a fucking idiot you, you you offer a lot of good thoughts and i'm just curious if you think about it on this level when it comes to parties one of the biggest things i don't understand in this country is why we've we still haven't had a viable third party right oh, man. yeah 
but when I come to, so I go back to my political science days, right? Uh, <laughs> one of my favorite courses was the politics of the European Union. And I remember the reason I liked it so much is you go back to the, 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 parla- the various parliaments in these countries, especially in the, the, the EU when that came about, is you literally have parties um, every two years that rise and fall, right? And some yeah. of them will they'll disband and they'll change their name and they'll ascend. Right. Perfect example was, uh, I think her name, Le Pen, the president yeah. of France for a while, right? Her father was kind of the, the basically the, 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 the founder and like the face of the, the far right conservative party in France yeah. for yeah. years. She's a, she's, a, she almost won four or six years. She didn't actually yeah. win, but she came close. She didn't actually. Okay. I thought for yeah, some reason, it, she it, it came back to that, some of that weird shit of like, also, you know, like nobody clearly wins. You have to have the coalition of like all the little parties. In that yeah. Thing. Yeah. It, it is. It is very, very involved. But the point I was making is that, uh, you know, for years, they never really gained traction until they kind of changed some branding up. They didn't change their ideas or anything, but that was kind of like, my point of that is that these parties rise and fall based on branding, naming, and timing. Yep. And the other thing I really love is the British House of Commons. Like, I, I dude, can you imagine when Joe Kent gets in the fucking Congress or if like any of the buddies that we like, the dudes we follow that are like, and they had an opportunity to, to kind of like, we had something like that instead of trying to be just so like, I don't know, like it almost seems, I can't even say antiquated because the house of commons is antiquated, but it's fucking lively. And it, it, it's right. it, whatever we think of Britain in its current state, that should still like, I think that's amazing to where the, the, the prime minister has to sit there and deal <coughs> with the entire house. Like, can you imagine like Joe Biden in the middle of Congress and he's just being peppered constantly with fucking, you know, whoever the Republicans are, or if Trump was there and like, you got fucking the Democrats yelling down at him and he'd be like, uh, hello, excuse me. <laughs> you know, Like that would be insane, but okay. I'm getting way off track, but what I want is something similar, man. Like I, we need other options rather than just saying, Hey, we have a country of 350 million people, give or take, Everybody get on one side of the room because you're either Republican or Democrat. Like it's stupid. Well, it so is, uh, I, I guess my thought: What do you think about the political party process still in this country? Like, well, it, it, on that? It, it's also not lost to me the irony that we're talking about this on, uh, on January the fifth of, uh, of 2022. <laughs> yeah, I mean, once again, last time it was election day. This time we got January sixth, which, as I put on Twitter earlier, it's not an anniversary, but they're going to try to make it one. Right. And what, what did we learn last year, really, uh, on this date? Uh, well, tomorrow, you know, we yeah. learned that the two parties are not two parties. They're one. I mean, just in Nailed it. just in like like freak out alone, even if there was nothing wrong, just in like the people's perception, everybody that was wearing an R should have stood up and been like, no, nah, dog, fucking time out. We're going to yeah. go back and look at this bullshit and uh, we're not doing this on the sixth. We're not doing it today. And nobody did. I think there was right. like six senators that initially were going to object and every one of them folded like a fucking cheap suitcase uh, within like 10 minutes of the uh, other shenanigans being resolved. Uh, But I mean, I think that was a clear indication to a a lot of us that like, I mean, there is no fucking two parties, not even close. Uh, They'll they'll never get a fucking dime from me again. Uh, I certainly never get my fucking support for anything except local. Yeah. I just donate to Joe and that's it. Joe Kent was that 2022. Yeah. And, uh, uh, 
old uh, General Bulldog out of uh, Vermont too, uh, Vermont or New Hampshire. Oh, anyway, he's an old uh, third group commander running up there. Oh, cool. Uh, but uh, I follow him on Twitter for another day. Uh, good enough, dude, for uh, for this. Uh, okay. But yeah, dude, I'm in the same boat. We have had a few independents, uh, but they always caucus with one or the other. And right. uh, exactly. I mean, who was the last one? Joe Lieberman or Joe is it Lieberman. Bernie Independent? Yeah. Well, he was a Democrat forever, and then he then while well, he switched to independent, but he still always, you know, caucus. That was, I believe, Democrats. actually, because he lost a primary. Yeah. Yeah. So he he ran on the independent and got it back. Yeah. Yeah, and but got it back. The point in. is, when and the rare occasion, Lieberman was actually like a very normal middle of the road kind of moderate dude like right those guys are few and far between from any party at this point they're certainly getting further and further yeah i mean i mean they're, they're ready to string up all uh, joe mankin from uh from West Virginia. oh my god like, but see you know what he's a perfect example too because he's got there's still some common sense to him right what's he like 68 69 years old like something like that yeah um you know my girl's mom like big left-wing liberal super educated you know in her early 70s but you know She's got a lot of fucking common sense, though. Yeah. yeah. So whether we may not agree at its core on political ideology, like we can have a conversation because right. it's going to be around common sense still. Right. right. It's not going to be just like, you know, let me light my hair on fire because we're not going to agree on something. Whereas that's where we're at. Right. We got the far left and the far right dominating the mainstream media and, and what people are fed. And there's they've eliminated the room in the middle where actual conversations take place between rational people. Yeah, it's a it's a very polarized environment. I, I think also in a way that we haven't seen before is that I mean one of the ways that especially like presidential elections switched traditionally in this or presidential regime switched uh, in this country was that there was this big soft middle that could really be swayed either direction. Right. Uh, and so that was kind of how that went. I, I think you're even seeing that polarize more and more. Uh, it's it's just kind of like it's kind of like a given. Like this is my party. I'm going to give this guy my vote. And that's how it is. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I, I also feel like, cause we're talking kind of about the independence and, and I'm, and I'm curious, uh, I don't know if you have kids yet or not, but my yeah, daughter too. too. Okay. Uh, so my daughter just turned 16. So this generation, I feel like they don't go to any of the traditional news sources that you and I would go to for opinion. Right. A lot of them, like there's this, I just saw the story about like this far right, youtube channel that's just taken huge influence over like you know that type of gen like my daughter's generation yeah. or whatever but what i noticed about even before her even when she was younger and just dealing with some of these teenagers out here and these these high school kids is uh yeah they're 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 they a lot of us trash that generation like oh these you know yeah, yeah. whatever there there's we but, sounded in a way like our parents 20 years ago yeah yeah exactly but these <laughs> these kids are more inclined to kind of make up their own mind through non-traditional sources like they're not going to go oh my parents watch fox news or msnbc i'm going to go do it. no they're like totally scouring the net and in you know video channels outside of youtube youtube as well but you know they're I would say they're they're way more informed from a non-biased perspective than what you and i our generation is for sure um and I also think just even in my conversations with her, because I know like some people will think like, hey, you need to supply sort of a foundation and, and push your child into this or you need to let them like I've always been kind of I'm gonna let her ask questions. 
I'm not going to dig, I'm not going to put my views on, you know what I mean? And yeah. Um, and her mom, you know, when we were together, we're not together now, but when her mom and I got together, her mom was super fucking Democrat, super. And I was kind of at that point myself. And then I eventually just through my experiences with the military and just kind of reading and educating myself more and starting to think more, I shifted more to a conservative point of view. And that's kind of where I'm at now. But now her mom has. It's, it's, that's what's it's even a, funnier like her mom is super she's probably more right-wing than i am by far i think at this point point. and i think it's hilarious because I, I always go back hey remember 20 years ago and you used to call me but even but even she doesn't impress upon my our daughter you know their views but i can sense like from what my daughter started and the way she talks the way she asks questions she's kind of on her own became sort of a center right person and doesn't like a lot of what's in the media from that's interesting yeah and uh i know she she watches a ton of youtube yeah you know yep. she's she, a ton of youtube ton of ton of tiktok oh, man. Which, but what she does go after and look up like she just hit me up to, like she just flew to my parents place but she was talking like she's like dad have you ever heard of joe rogan it's <laughs> <No. laughs> like yes child actually i have everyone is still a stand-up comic <laughs> yeah i'm like i've known of joe rogan since the 90s when he used to host fucking fear factor and right. <laughs> i'm like yes i do know him, but that was cool i thought that was cool that she's she's found that on her own like it's not something i've well if, you know to your, to your point there too i mean you got to think about this like do you I mean, I used to watch cable news. That was like how I got my information, right? You know, yep. and I mean, we still had cable, Fox, whatever bullshit. And you, I'm going to be honest with you, really where that changed for me is when I got my Twitter account. Uh, and that's because like news broke so much faster on Twitter yeah. if you're following the right yeah. dudes. Exactly. And then also it seemed like even though there's a lot of propaganda and uninformed opinion, so much of that, I mean, so much of what happens on like a, a Twitter or something like that is both sides of the story factually presented or, or valid arguments brought up. And I think the character limit actually helps there because you got to make your point like, yeah, uh, it's headlines. Yeah. It, yeah. Right. Then there's no substance, but uh, I mean, that's pretty much where I get my news now is uh, I've got, yeah, no, got I agree Twitter feed for like fast breaking stuff. And then some, some other, you know, deeper kind of uh, web-based stuff. But yeah, I, I mean, I can't stand fucking watching cable news anymore. Like, like, it's a bunch of boring bullshit. And yeah, it's all live. <laughs> Before I adjust the cable news thing, but have have you joined? Have you gone over on Gitter yet? I refuse. CCP owns them, dude. Not doing no, it. No, they don't own them. So I went and looked this up, right? So I because I, I was just I was just looking up that the other day. I saw that point made, right? So I went and looked that up. Um, granted, it started by a dude, Jason Miller, who I despise because I know of. I know a lot about Jason Miller. Jason Miller is a fucking bag of shit. Like that's a fucking shit bag. I don't, he is a fucking shit bag. Here's why he's a shit bag. Right. So Arlene Delgado, right. Friend of mine, um, worked for the Trump campaign during his first campaign, first election with Jason Miller. Uh, this is well known. Anybody can go research this, right. Jason Miller's married. Uh, Jason Miller got her pregnant on the campaign. Uh, she carried the baby. And this dude has refused and has fought in court for years to refuse. And still to this day, the kid's like three or four years old, three and a half years old. No, I think he's three and a half, probably four now at this point. Still hasn't paid a dime in child support. Oh, no. He's up. Jason Miller is a fucking shitbag, right? But Jason oh. Miller is the one who started that company, right? So 
I went and I was like, oh, it's Jason Miller. This is, I think this is probably why I originally didn't want to do it. Um, he tried to sell it to Trump. They never could agree on a deal. This dude, I can't remember the fucking guy's name from China. He was essentially uh, a billionaire in China, uh, huge from real estate and all this stuff, um, was essentially sanctioned. Some shit happened with the fucking Chinese government. So he fled China, right? He's like, yeah. ah, I got to get out of here. Gets <clears throat> out of here, comes to America kind of gets involved with all the Republican party and wherever. Um, That's a level convenient. Yeah. Well, it becomes really well, So China is like, no, we need this guy fucking extradited back to China. Cause we got all these fucking charges pending against him. Trump blocks it and it doesn't allow it to happen. So he, he, this guy eventually becomes like this huge financial backer of getter right now, whether it's owned by China or not, I really don't give a fuck. Do you realize who owns Twitter? Oh yeah. I mean, okay. Let let so let's just throw the fucking moral card out when it comes to any social media in this country. I I, I still take personal offense at at the Chinese part. And oh well, let's 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 back up one second. What's the best cover you could think of for getting a billionaire into the American? <laughs> See, but you're getting that's like that's some Alex Jones shit. Is it? I mean, <laughs> the I've learned about the Chinese, like I, I still thought of them as like if it wasn't you know, Jason like, Miller, I probably would be, I I wouldn't believe you, but because it is him, I kind of do believe you. But you know what? There's still some free speech going on over there. It's kind of cool, actually. I don't know. You want to see some free speech? I recommend that you get on Gab. I tried. It's like a website though. Like there's no app. Uh yeah, yeah. I don't like I, doing I just, shit I from, from my browser. Uh that is the fucking wild west. Is no. it? <laughs> no. I tried that like a year ago, year maybe. Yeah, it's probably over a year ago. And I was just they, like, they, I want to. Why is there not an app? Like, what is this, 1998? They, they've improved their technology a lot, uh, but you still have to run it from a browser. So that, that is a problem for a lot of people. But it, it is a lot closer now. Uh, but I mean, that is the free speech. I mean, it's the fucking Wild West. Uh, warts and all. The only thing they don't allow over there is uh, is pornography, which is, is actually pretty cool. Like they, they drew the line there. They're like, none of that shit. And they're like, it's because we own this motherfucker. And we said no. And they'll, they'll ban your ass in a fucking heartbeat for that. But anything else goes. Uh, That's kind of what's kind of weird about Twitter. It's like, oh, you can have porn, but you can't say anything about. Right. In fact, the, <laughs> right, right. It's kind of weird. It's a weird place to play, right? Yeah. Uh, in fact, the only people that have been banned from Gad, there's like three or four of them, and it was uh, it was directly for like inciting violence by like you know legal standard of like let's go do X, uh, you know crazy shit. But uh, but that's I mean that's the fucking wild west over there, and uh, that's right now that's the other space that I play in, uh, okay. just just because I mean. I like them so much just for uh, for how they've they've fought back against uh, you know getting banned from the app stores, uh, getting their their servers fucking nuked. Uh, basically, everybody in the world coming after them, and uh, they've just kept coming back and kept coming back. And uh, so, to me, that's that's my backup to Twitter. It's kind of what I thought what Parler was doing for a little bit. Yeah, except Parler, Parler immediately had a security breach after they asked for everybody's driver's license like nine seconds later. Like, <laughs> Dude, uh, I don't, you know, I'm, at this point, it doesn't even matter to me. You know why it doesn't matter? Because literally every time I open my phone and I go to a website, I'm like, your password has been in a data leak. And I'm like, oh, great. Another data leak. Whatever. I don't give a fuck. You know, buy something nice in my name and let me get it. Right, right, right. Uh, but no, but the thing with Parler, I think what was funny about, um, or not even Parler. Uh, yeah, no, was it Parler? Because they tried to do like this, the server that's what it was so remember they were taken down they were taken out of the app store yeah amazon yeah, kicked yeah. them off their servers yeah um, they decided to come back with their own thing um 
it's just weird though because at the end of the day it's the same shit it's the same shit you know twitter's just i remember getting on twitter in 2008 when i saw i think it's been around since 06 07 i think i got on at 08 or early 09 the first account i had and i just remember showing it to everybody and everybody looking at me like this is stupid why would well, anyone that was fuck too yeah yeah why would anyone yeah. waste their time and i'm like I kind of think it's cool, but with, you know, whatever. back then it was like it was like you know Shaq showed a picture of his meal like I had a cheeseburger because yeah, you know, it, exactly. Yeah. I just remember I remember being in the gym at Fort Benning and uh, ESPN was on the screen and they're interviewing Chad Johnson about Twitter and they had up there like Chad Johnson with fifteen thousand Twitter followers and I was like fifteen thousand that's a lot. And now I'm like, dude, you have fifteen thousand followers on Twitter now. It's like, all right, you're 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 like you're demp. You, you can't know, even just, <laughs> I mean, I'm about to say he's like he, he's probably you. Like you probably would have had 15 if we didn't get rid of your. Like I mean, like they're pretty average people can get that very easily. Oh yeah, yeah. We see it it's all. so international at this point. Like Twitter back then was still very right, you know, American focused and all. Now it's right. it's definitely an international thing, but yeah, it's gone off the rails in terms of what what is what. It, because I mean, you talk about inciting violence on Gab, right? dude. I remember being in Afghanistan in 2013 and 14, and then in most of the Middle East in 15. The shit, if you f- go onto country specific Twitter and you translate those tweets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Different animal, it, right? It's like the ex- extremist playground was Twitter. <laughs> right. Right. And They're none of that to- gets banned. But if you come out right, if you go tweet right now, the fucking vaccine is false and fake and bullshit, oh, you're banned. Yeah. But dude, there's like literally Al Qaeda recruiting and ISIS all on Twitter, and it's no big deal. Well, do you know why it's not America? Do you know why that is, though? I have no and idea, but you're going to tell I, me. I just watched the. Have you watched that documentary called uh, "The Social Dilemma"? Uh, mm. It's on. It's on the Devil's I mean, Netflix. But yeah, uh, I've been meaning to watch that. No, Netflix is cool. Whether there's a devil or not, I like being entertained. All right, so right. The documentary is fantastic, uh, and it was made by a bunch of dudes that were like you know big shots in the tech world. Uh, and he, he actually, I can't remember if he gets to that in the documentary or in his Rogan interview, but uh, he's talking about uh, I think Myanmar. And how the rebels okay. or how people were like using Facebook to organize like yes. hundred parties to go murder people and shit. And it's because there was like two people that spoke the language in all of of, of Facebook, like to cover a country of like you know twenty million people. So yeah, basically that is right. If it doesn't happen in the English world or in a, a European country where they're like you know find Twitter if somebody says some bad words, then it just it doesn't. Nobody cares. And you know what I think is, is kind of part of it is that like, especially the Middle East, like those motherfuckers still operate in these, remember internet cafes? Oh yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Dude, the first oh, yeah. time I went to Italy was in 2006. And I remember I had to walk like three and a half miles to an internet cafe just to check my email. Oh yeah. Yeah. And to kind of get updates. Cause I was yep. trying to, I was actually, it was probably this time, right? It was, yeah, it was January. It was January of 06. Cause I, the last week of the fucking NFL season. And I thought the bears were going to make the playoffs and they didn't. And I was like, I had to go and like, let me fight. Cause I couldn't find I mean, We didn't have updates. on. It. Like I had to go to an internet cafe. Like the, the middle <laughs> East is still living in that part of the world. Right. Yeah. They've got cell phones. Yeah. They've got fucking yeah. smartphones and all, but for the most part, a lot of those dudes still deal with shit on internet cafes. And I thought I haven't watched it. So I never watched it the last two seasons. I think of Homeland. Did you ever watch Homeland? Uh, I think I saw like an episode or two. Yeah, so Homeland kind of did a good part of that where they would show like, yeah, the Middle East, they go coordinate this shit real quick from either like these burner phones or these internet cafes and they disappear and like that shit's gone as soon as you're gone. 
Because you are always constantly oh, creating yeah. individual accounts through an IP instantly. Right. You pay your $5 for the hour and you do whatever you got to do. And then you get off and all that stuff kind of disappears. Right. They're still doing that shit with the fucking terrorists and all. We're, we're way past that. Like everyone's got their own, everyone's got fucking VPNs and all this crazy shit. And it's, it's way more advanced, but a lot of the rest of the world is still dealing with like what it was like to get on the internet for us in 2006. Right. No, you don't have right, man. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, SIM cards that cost like $5 and you buy yeah. them. All. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking nuts. Plus they walk around with their own internet. Like I remember being in uh, like when I was in Kuwait in 15, like, okay, if I wanted internet, I had to buy one of those, those Wi-Fi pucks. Yeah. Right. Where you had your, yeah. and it was like, I don't know, I think it was 4g. It wasn't great, but yeah, that's how you get on it. But yeah, they, they, there's no one in these United States with a fucking Wi-Fi puck. Like they sell them, but they kind of phased out pretty quickly, but Dude, all over the Middle East, you got a little Wi-Fi puck and you got everyone fucking gathered around it. And it, just, who knows what they're doing? I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, it's fucking wild, man. And it's a, it's a different animal for certain. Um, okay, so I, I know I wrote something down. I was going to get your take on. Bring up the old the notes. Yeah, <laughs> I think this is kind of funny. So, yeah, let me see where you're at on this now. Because uh, you, refer, you referred to COVID as the bat cough. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> the kung flu the kung flu dude it's so weird though now especially what's going on man like you my own daughter like she she had to go get tested today because she's had like no smell mm-hmm. no senses or a taste for like the past week and a half now when we go all the way back to when COVID started in america and you know probably february 2020 which where i was at you know san yep. francisco this is kind of where i was based dude i got it but at the time the loss of smell and your taste was not a symptom that they recognized or could or would test you for. Oh, no shit. Yeah. So, um, so I was at a San Francisco giants, uh, season ticket holder event in the end of February, 2020. No middle of February, like, so February 10th, I think it was. And then her and I, we drove up to Oregon for like a little road trip around Valentine's day, that time frame in February, and I just remember getting up to Oregon after that drive. Dude, I went to bed at like 7.30. I was fucked up. Like I couldn't <laughs> stay. I was so fucked. Like all of a sudden I was instantly tired. Next day I was fine. Got up, did a few things for the few days. Come back. Once I was back for like the next week, probably six days, I couldn't smell and I couldn't taste. Like I'm out. What I did at the time, like I, was, I grill every night, right? I drink, yep. sit out there with my grill and drink bourbon. And I just remember being out there like, Wait a minute. <laughs> I couldn't taste like it. Hold up. And then, so like the first, I just thought, oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, you go to the store and buy some Jack Daniels because it doesn't. <laughs> right. <laughs> Dude, by like day five, I was starting to get very fucking frustrated. Like I was starting to get pissed off. Like oh, I can't taste bad, and I can't taste my fucking bourbon. And then like day six, I remember I could taste either very, very, very salty or very, very sweet, but nothing in between. And then like magically on day seven, everything was back to normal. That's so fucking nuts. But they, I, I tried, like I, I went on all the websites for COVID at the time that they were talking about, like that was not a symptom. It was not yep. something I could go get tested for. So I just never did, but I yep. assume I got it, which I did. You know, I, and when I go back and look at everything that's in the, in the literature and the, the stuff now, of course I had it. Right. And, right. and it's pretty clear why, but yeah, it's weird because she just had to go get tested today. She's stowing all this stuff. 
her whole family from over Christmas is positive, but she was negative. So I, that's fucking bizarre. I have no idea, bro. I just, and, you know, so I was just at the gym today where I go. Uh, and you and I talked about this before, like my, my CrossFit gym, like the guy that owns the <laughs> gym, he's a fire chief in the city where the gym's at. Half of his fire department's out right now because of COVID. He just had it for 10 days. He had it pretty bad. Like he had like 104 fever. Like he's fucked up. Oh shit, he's fucked um, up. But he didn't lose any sense of taste or anything. He was just tired and had a high fever. But yeah, like this shit's just like half of my company had it over Christmas and all. It's like, I don't know. It's just so so where are you at with the back cough, man? Did you get it? Did you <laughs> you know I'm actually in the same boat? Like, I don't know. Is uh February 2020. I'm in the hospital with blood clots all down this fucking arm, oh, both lungs yeah. fucked up. Uh, and I mean, that was, I can't remember the date exactly, but it was very early February, 2020. And uh, that was like when symptoms were first, like being Where were, where were you at then? Uh, I was in Boise. Okay. So you were West coast still. Yeah. Yeah. So I was West coast. We had a, we had a couple of, you know, known positives within, you know, a couple of days there. Uh, one of them was actually a sun Valley. Uh, and then I think we had our first in Boise or whatever. But we've also got people flying in from Oregon and California every day. Exactly. You know, yep. That's the Boise airport. Yep. Uh, but yeah, so this that's what happened to me. And I'm like, when the test became like a thing, I was like, well, can I get fucking tested? Like, and uh, they were like, no. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Essentially, and, that's what I was told. Yeah. Right. And that's kind of how it went. Uh, so to this day, I've never been tested. And, uh, mm. you know, now also knowing that if you get COVID, you just stay home for 10 days and eat some horse paste, like yeah. fucking stay motivated. Yeah. Well, so, so Maddie, she got it probably a few weeks after I finished. Uh, and she's very different than me. Like, so she's got like a history of asthma, right. Mm-hmm. She's had pneumonia in the past. Like she was, she was, and, and even her, you know, never went actually physically got tested, but she was fucked up for like a month to this day, her sense of taste or smell still hasn't fully returned. Wow. And there's cases about people like her. Uh, so one, if you go back and if you look at uh, like, the, so the NBA, this guy, God, the dude, the play, Rudy Gobert plays for the Utah Jazz. He's a French citizen, but he plays for the Utah Jazz. Yep. He was the dude that was like making a joke out of it. He like oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. rubbing the microphones and, yeah, and then the yeah, next yeah. day he tests positive, right? Yeah. But he went back to France and had a study done because he was the same thing his sense of smell and taste has, or a sense of smell has never returned hundred percent. Wow. And so he was one of the first people studied by French doctors because they're, what they were able to pinpoint is that people like him and her, their, their brain gets rewired from a sense from that old, what is it? The olfactory thing that does your yeah, smell yeah, and yeah. shit. So she kind of is like, so she likes peanut butter, right? Yeah. It's jar of peanut butter in there. She won't eat because it's, it, it smells awful coffee smells awful and i'm just like damn like i'm pretty lucky man you know because i i I couldn't imagine if like if you're trying to tell me if it was bourbon after a fucking year and a almost two years literally almost two years right and you're trying to tell me i'm having issues with this oh man dude i'm kind of i'm kind of soft when it comes to that stuff (laughs) (laughs) i i I don't know how well i would be accepting that so but yeah that it's just crazy how Whatever the fuck the back cough is, it definitely is fucking with certain people completely differently than it is. Others. Oh yeah, hundred percent, dude. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a 
it's weird. Have you seen like the long COVID studies too? That's people that had the symptoms for like uh, some people up to six months. Like, we're talking like it's not even just old people. It's like kids and shit sometimes too. There have been yeah, a just... couple documented cases of like seven, eight year old kids that keep the symptoms for like three to six months. Uh, the whole thing's fucking. It's fucking bananas, man. Uh, I don't know. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense. None did of it makes you, a lot of sense. Did you hear that episode? Because uh, I don't know if you listen to Joe Rogan now, but did you see that the episode you just had with that Dr. McCullough last month? No, I've seen some snippets of it. Everybody told me it's awesome, but I haven't seen it yet. It is great. So again, like I said, I was on that road trip, so I listened to it. Yep. Um, so that interview has been removed from YouTube and every platform outside of Spotify. <laughs> right? Uh, wow. So what he was saying, um, so what Dr. McCullough was talking about, like he was, because the dude's like, he's a cardiologist, I think from what I remember, I don't know. He's like, he's a legit fucking doctor and he's like the most published of his field. And so he's not just some dude, he's like a dude at the top of his field, right? Right. And so like the biggest thing when he was brought on to all these like COVID, you know, I guess, I don't know, a, a board or groups or whatever to kind of deal with it. Like he was the only guy, according to him, who, how do we actually treat it? Nobody yeah, yeah. wanted to actually talk about treatment. It was all about symptoms and seven. Yeah. Like he was trying he is, to be. He is the mRNA vaccine inventor. Oh, really? okay. <laughs> that's, that's who the, the fuck he is. Okay. Yeah. Kind of a big deal, right? So, so yeah. Yeah. So he was on, he was talking about like his early experience was like, well, what do we do to treat? And he was trying to keep people out of hospitals, right? Like he, right. he didn't want to wait for people to get to the hospital. But anyway, so you start getting further and further in it. And he's talking about like, there's just been this massive push for vaccination and vaccination only and not actual treatment. Now he's not an anti-vaxxer. He'll tell you right. himself during this interview, he's had, he's fully vaccinated and he's had the booster, right? right. So like, people are instantly gonna be like he's probably no he's not an anti-vaxxer and he's an older guy he's 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 one of those like you know categories that is a higher propensity for shit so he's not one of those people but what he's trying to understand and, and joe presses him on he's like how did we how did this shit happen and what i hate to try and be like no i can't believe that but when i follow it all the way back to what i was talking about with you earlier when it comes to like faith and confidence in our institutions and how it's in my opinion it's degrading yep he just talks about like doctors. He's like, it's medical incompetence. It's because no one knows what to do and no one wants to say they don't. And doctors as a, as the type of people they are, he's like, Joe, look, you're someone who doesn't mind getting punched in the face, right? Like you don't mind fighting. Doctors aren't those people. Doctors aren't the type of person who's just going to, it's like, step forward and come out and try and like fight the narrative. No, doctors are just very they're one way. They're just, what do we do? And when there's no answer, none of them were willing as a whole to kind of step out of this and be like, Hey, wait a minute. Why are we only pushing this? Why are we not trying to actually treat and prevent people from going to the hospital? Wow. All we've done is push vaccination. And yep. all we've done is say, Hey, get to the hospital when you have this symptom, when, you know, for the most part, you don't need to. Well, I mean, I can't remember if he talked about it or if this came from another source, but uh, are, are you aware of the, uh, they actually had Biden go to this uh, uh, provincial, I think provincial governor in India and asked them to suppress the results of the fact that they pretty much kicked COVID's ass with ivermectin. 
It's like yeah, he talks like, about ivermectin as well. Like okay, it's yeah. it's legit. Yeah. I, everybody I know where I'm at right now has like a cabinet full of ivermectin. A fair number of people take it like monthly in a, in like a glass of water as a uh, as a preventive. Yeah. And uh, it's like a cheap fucking drug that you could buy. Well, even he was talking about doing like this iodine nose flush. Like it's like, he's like, it's very invasive and annoying, but if you just flush your nose out with this iodine fucking wash that people in third world countries do all the time because they can't afford medicine for certain things, like that alone will prevent you from a lot of things. But I think one of the coolest things that I, I heard him say, um, and this is why I'm, I'm just really curious about what's going to take place next is like, he said, if you have got, if you've got COVID, you cannot get it again. Yes. yes and Joe Rogan pushed back and was like, I think that's bullshit because I have a friend who got COVID, then got the vaccination and then got COVID again. And he's like, no, your friend did not have COVID at one of those points in time. He may have thought he had it or he may have distributed or shown symptoms that he may have had it, but he, I, I promise you, he did not have it twice. And oh, Joe's wow. like, I don't know. I think he did. And he's like, well, I would like to more, learn more about that case, please. You know, anyone, but I, it kind of made sense to me when I was listening to it at the time, because like, look, dude, in the, especially in 2021, I've done a lot of travel. I've been on a lot of flights. I've been around a lot of fucking people. I've done a lot. I, I, I go, I'm in the city a lot. I'm, I'm around a lot of people, different people a lot. And honestly, since that time in 2020 in February, when I pretty much feel like I had it, I haven't been sick at all. That's I haven't been sick at all. And I'm usually a pretty, like I do, uh, I, I do have a really good immune system. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I am not a, a sick person. I don't get sick all the time. I don't get sick every year. Sometimes yeah. I have not been sick in the last probably 23 months. Wow. That's and that kind of, that's why I started thinking like, maybe this is true. Maybe there's some credibility to this. And he was saying like, Joe's asking about, what do you think about boosters? And he's like, well, I don't think, I think the way they're pushing boosters isn't necessarily right because from his perspective is that it takes a year to fully pass the spike protein of this fucking COVID thing, right? And so if you've been vaccinated, you probably shouldn't get a booster within 12 months. I don't know. But here's where I'm gonna hit you with the real shit, Clay. So the real shit was like, this dude says there's a John Hopkins study or there was this John Hopkins conference at John Hopkins University that, that predicted this was going to happen in the United States. This, is, this took place in 2017. He said, according to him, you can find this, you know, there's the slides and all this shit from John Hopkins University. There was a conference on a virus that was going to come from overseas and it was going to be a, a coronavirus and it was, going to be, uh, it was going to be unleashed probably in the West at some point in 2025 is when they should expect it to hit. And it happened in 2020. He's like, it happened five years sooner than what they were planning for it to happen. And this would not be the same conference where like uh, Bill Gates and uh, all these other dickheads showed up. I don't know. Uh, I didn't look, I haven't had a chance to go and look it up, but I just remember him talking about it. He's like, yeah, this was predicted to happen no later than 2025 and it happened in 2020. 
no, no, try to, no, try to keep my, my shit absolutely straight. Uh, <laughs> the good thing is Clay's got a computer that he's. There we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, I've been 201. Let's see when this was. Uh, what year was it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was, that was 2019. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, okay. I thought everybody knew about this. Uh, it, it was called Event 201. Uh, and this, and this came out, if you were on the freak show side of like, you know, Twitter and Gavin shit, yeah. this came out like March of 2020. Hey, keep speaking. Cause I got to go pee real quick, but yeah, keep yeah. going. I can hear you. Okay. So this was like a known, a known thing. And, uh, it was definitely looked at as like, you know, this is only for the fucking nut jobs. Uh, it, it was a thing that would get you kicked off of, uh, of Twitter and shit. People just, uh, it was a conspiracy theory. But yeah, I mean, it's fucking real as fuck. Uh, I mean, I just pulled it back up right now. Uh, yeah, Event 201, it's still up. It was uh, October 18th of 2019. Uh, invitation only. And let's see what else. Yeah, so it was called a zoonotic coronavirus transmitted from bats to pigs to people. It becomes uh, transmittable from person to person. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, the other crazy thing about this is there's plausible uh, data that says that the coronavirus was already loose in China as, as early as, like, September 2019. But, uh, yeah, the fact that this, the, the fact that this event to a one thing like, like was was tabletop and then happened exactly like this like six months prior is absolutely fucking insane but yeah dude i thought this was a well-known thing i thought kind of everybody knew this one already no no that's the problem is no because and this goes back to the fucking media problem in this country which i am I, I totally neglected to follow back up on but you were talking about you know you used to go to fox or cable news now you don't yeah. dude fox news and msnbc were created in the exact same fucking year Right, right. Right. So, I mean, do we really want to like play devil's advocate and be like, oh, you know what? There probably had to be some coordination be that to that because for you had CNN forever and then all of a sudden you had the creation of Fox News and MSNBC in the exact same year? Yeah. Not, nothing to see here, right? That's a little weird. Yeah. But then that's also my thing is like, man, would people just like it's not news, it's fucking entertainment. Like everyone berates these fucking hosts and shit like oh you're a journalist no they're not they're fucking opinion makers and givers like i guarantee you if you go and look at one of their contracts you will not see the word journalist anywhere in it like they're not there to be accurate they're there to give their fucking opinion on something from that specific perspective of that network and, it's, and if you are at this point in your life where you can't discern what msnbc or fox or cnn politically is trying to push then you're just a fucking idiot Right, that's a fucking episode. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't. And I, I look, I I get it. People like <laughs> certain people on both networks. Some people like fucking Tucker and all that. But at the end of the day, Tucker's an entertainer, and he's a really good one. Yeah, yeah. But let's just call it what it is. Um, but yeah. So I go back to that because Joe pushed back a lot. That's why I like Joe Rogan because he's not. He's just himself, and he just pushes back on a lot of things, or he just tries to get information. And has a lot of people like Dr. McCullough from all sides, but he's a really good interviewer. And I really like him because of how he does it. But he's asking, he's like, so like, why, how did we get to this point where like vaccination is the only thing and it came down to medical incompetence, but it's also, it's just like, 
there's no real logical explanation for it other than the medical incompetence part because people or doctors from what he was trying to say like overall they're granted you know they, he, he can cite a ton of doctors through different countries india i think you brought up like there's a lot of doctors who are kind of narrowing down in on it but for the most part everyone was just like afraid to 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 deal with treatment so let's just pose the vaccine as the only option like there is nothing other than this vaccine and we've seen that to not be the case because if that was the case why do i have to here in san francisco still i have to show proof of my fucking vaccination status and still wear a fucking mask if i go inside or to a bar or to a restaurant wow well you know it goes back to the whole thing of it it's all fucking theater uh i I mean hell even even looking back now with the uh, the eyes that we have i mean everything china did for December and January of 2020 and 2019, respectively, was fucking theater. Like, you remember they were welding motherfuckers in their houses? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> she was fucking happening, dude. Yes, it, and, and fucking fire trucks, like, building... The you apartments, know, like, right? Wasn't it in the apartments, too? Like, they were, yeah, like... Yeah, and welding them in, too. Yeah. And all this fucking crazy shit. Well... It's fucking insane. They had a casualty rate just like ours, like nothing. Uh, the whole thing is fucking bananas. Like, none of it makes sense. And uh, I would definitely encourage you in, in some downtime and, and everybody watches, go look at the event to a one thing because that shit's still up. Uh, and could it be a coincidence? Yeah, but it's a it's a fucking awfully strange coincidence that that's how that played out. It's weird, man. It's just yeah, fucking very weird. weird, dude. It's just fucking weird. And I remember, because like I said, you and I talked in <laughs> November of 2020. Things were pretty normal or getting back to normal here where I'm at, right? In Napa. And then, so my birthday is December 17th, like December 15th of 2020, we had that second shutdown. Oh, really? Yeah. So everything shut down again. Um, and I don't remember when things kind of opened back up, but I mean, it wasn't short. It wasn't that long after that, but it went back to like, okay, once you're vaccinated, then you're good. Now, I don't know if you've gotten vaccinated. I don't care. It doesn't matter. Um, but me specifically, because me and my brother live here, the, the well, A, you know, still being in, I, I had to no matter what. I didn't know it was going to come to that, but I got vaccinated fully in the month of April of 2021. Because my brother was going to come up from Southern California. We're going to go to Giants games. We're going to go do some shit and hang out in the city. And I already, like, you need to have that thing. Like, you have to. At yeah. the time, especially for the Giants, the San Francisco Giants, this is what's weird. This is what, tell me if any of this makes sense to you. So in March, no, April, that same month, her and I go to a Giants game. At the time, you had to either be fully vaccinated or you had to have a rapid COVID test that was negative within 72 hours. So I think at the time, both of us had only had our first shot. So we had to go get the, and there's a rapid COVID testing literally next door. Like I can go out the street and it's right there. So we do that, you know, pay our fucking 150 bucks or whatever the fuck it was each. Dude, I've never sneezed so much in my life. They stuck that fucking thing up my nose. and just, <laughs> God, God, I was so bad. Like, she was fine. But me, I'm just, I sneezed for like a fucking half hour. Like, I just snorted a whole rail of coke. Um, not that I've ever done that. In, in uh, my, my <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So, we go to the Giants game. We show it. Cool. Fine. My brother comes the next month, literally like a month and a half later. Don't have to show anything. 
Wow. Outdoor stadium, like both of us are expecting, you know, whatever, nothing. Um, and then from that point on after like now around here in Napa, we still had to show it. Uh, actually, no, it was just mask. Uh, and then I probably went to another 15 Giants games for the rest of the season through, you know, October and never had to show anything. Wow. Now, as of August 20th in San Francisco, specifically August 20th of last year, you have to show your vaccination card to go inside any bar or any restaurant, but not to go into the giant stadium to watch baseball, unless you're in an enclosed area. And I'm the type of person who I don't like to sit amongst the peasants. Sorry. I go to the suite level, the suite level, all their concessions is enclosed. So inside you have to show your card and have a mask on at all times. But if I'm outside the door and I'm sitting in the seat surrounded by 40,000 fucking people, as it was for game five of the, of the, the, the division series that I was at, all is fine. Holy shit. <laughs> Tell me if any of that makes any sense. That's fucking insane. I can sit and- in my seat surrounded on all sides and a sellout crowd, nothing, no mask. I go inside where a door closes. Here's my card. Here's my mask. When you have to think about this from a perspective <laughs> of, of, of what I'm calling a free state now, like we haven't done, I, we haven't done shit with like lockdowns or anything in well over a year. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody told you to put a mask on in like the four states surrounding me, like they would punch you in the fucking mouth. Uh, it's, it's rare. It's rare to even see a mask anymore. Uh, if, yeah. It's usually somebody that's like old and, uh, and like, I don't know. Hasn't got the fucking word or something yet. <laughs> but, uh, so it's 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 incredibly weird for us out here to be seeing this happening in California, New York, Massachusetts, whatever. Uh, New York's yeah. the one that's the news right now. Like, it's, it's almost unimaginable. It's almost like it's happening somewhere else. Well, yeah, and that was my entire experience on my my drive. Like I went, I I, told, I drove to Illinois to to see my daughter. Right, so I drove. I went up to I went to Reno. Salt Lake, Cheyenne, Omaha, Chicago. Yeah. Every stop along the way was completely different. <laughs> so Reno, I was surprised. I was kind of surprised by Reno. You know, I go in the hotel yeah. in Reno and it's like, all right, we're all wearing masks. I get to Utah, same hotel as I stayed at the year previous. And I'm just like, I remember that it was, it was super locked down. It was December yeah. of 2020. Like it was yeah. fucking, I was like, all right. So I know what to expect. I walk in, I got my mask on. I'm like, I see like 15 different people and nobody's wearing a mask or anything. And I'm like, all right, it's Utah. And then I, was, I see the sign mask optional. If vaccinated, I was like, Oh shit. That's how it used to be in California. Now it's not. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. I don't have to have this fucking, cause it was completely different. Cause like I said, a year, December, 2020, it sucked. Like, you know, beautiful hotel. And I felt like it didn't matter. I should have just slept in my truck. I wasted money on a fucking hotel that I can't experience yeah. anything in. Right. You know? Um, and this time it was great. Then I get to then I get to Cheyenne in Wyoming. Oh, now we're just like <laughs> dude, we're we're doing whatever the fuck, <laughs> we're doing whatever the fuck we want, right? Which was cool because like I was just like, man, like kind of how it should be, right? Because just now I I and I try to reduce it all the way back to the the initial, and I remember you know the uncertainty of it all initially. Yeah. Yeah. I remember my parents both, you know, when they did a, a trip in the summer of 2020 and they, they caught it while they were in Arizona. And I remember 
Dude, I remember the way it was portrayed in the media and just my dad, you know, my dad was 72 years old at the time, multiple heart surgeries, a a lifetime of asthma. When they told me that they were positive, I remember thinking literally like, dude, my dad's going to die. If this is what they say this is, there's no way my dad makes it. Yeah, no. That's fine. He was tired for a week. (laughs) He was tired. Like, that's what it was. He was tired. Now, my dad's a very active individual. He's... The only reason I work out the way I do is because I learned all that shit from him. Like he eats amazing. He's super active and he's far outlived his expectancy. But I literally thought I'm like, if this is what they say, this is, Oh, he's fucked. I'm just, yeah, yeah, I'm just waiting for my mom to call me and be like, yo, your dad died. But that didn't happen. They were, they were literally tired for a week. That was the entire, and my mom worked full time throughout that as a nurse. (laughs) I can totally fine. So um, yeah, I mean, like, so it's just, it's just so weird how it's it's literally we're coming up on the two-year mark next month and what are we doing dude like what are we doing because it's different like you said every state and it shouldn't be yeah it's very obvious like one color of the state is doing one thing (laughs) and the state that looks like your shirt is doing the opposite and none of the results seem to vary that much Right? No, everyone's <laughs> demonized Ron DeSantis and Florida. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> I love that. Everyone's demonized Florida and Ron DeSantis. Oh yeah, he's gonna you know kill what? everybody. The the day, yeah, the state is. You know, if you want to demonize the fucking state, why are they not the worst state in the union? Because they're right. not. You're right. Yeah, exactly they're right. They're very representative based on their population. Right. If not Amen. exceeding that, they're the third largest state in this country, and they're probably like what 22, 23 in terms of cases. Something like that, yeah. So it's, what's your yeah. argument against Ron Santos? What What is your argument? You don't like him because he has an R next to his name? Well, it, it's, it's getting crazy in a worldwide thing, too. Like, people have, have about had enough of this shit. And, uh, I mean, it's getting fucking bananas. Uh, things are getting real fucking sparky. I, did you see the shit that's happening in, uh, in Germany uh, right now with the, with the school kids? No. So I, I saw this on the internet, and... It was so wild that I was like, there's no fucking way. But then one of my boys has cousins that still live in Germany that yeah. just came up for Christmas and uh, told him, be like, yeah, this, this is how it goes. Every day at like kindergarten, first grade, they ask all the kids who's vaccinated and who's not. If you're unvaccinated, you have to come to the front of the class and explain why you're unwashed fucking heathen. <laughs> and I uh, like you're publicly oh, fucking shamed and like, like, and you start fucking with people's kids, like they will go crazy. Like they'll start cutting your fucking head off with a hatchet. Like this is German. What are we doing? What, what city is this in? Uh, I'm I'm under the impression it's like countrywide for for oh, wow. Jesus. Yeah, if you got some contacts where they're asking about it, but yeah, it's fucking crazy. But uh, <laughs> man, I don't know. It's uh, the whole thing is fucking bananas. I mean, none of it makes any fucking sense. No, it really does, and that's what I just wish you know. I mean, and. A lot of people banged on President Biden a few weeks ago when he was like, there is no federal solution to this. It's up to the states. And he just walked yep. off. It's like, yeah, granted, that's not what he campaigned on. But the fucking dude's right. Fucking true. Yeah. And so, yeah, what sucks is like you are subject to whatever fucking capital letters next to your governor's name because they're all playing a fucking political fucking game right. of this shit. Yeah. Like, I know what's going on here because of Gav- fucking Governor Newsom, right? My right. daughter in Illinois, everything's been fine. She's in the middle of nowhere in these fucking suburbs. Everything's been great. But now when she goes back to school after this fucking winter breaks over, yeah, their first week is a virtual week. 
because everyone's got these fucking cases again. It's like, <laughs> dude, they're just fu- it's the fucking flu at this point, if that. Right. And now I just saw like I made a joke of it earlier on Twitter. It's like the first case of the flu Rona yeah. shows it, it shows up in Southern California because where else would it fucking show up <laughs> other than dirty ass fucking LA? That fucking cesspool <laughs> of God, dude. You know what? If we're gonna start over, let's start over by fucking just let's just nuke LA. Uh, oh my God, that place is such a fucking mess. Like it's so bad. It wasn't like this 15 years ago. When my brother moved to LA in 04, LA was kind of pretty cool still. Yeah. Oh, it really yeah. was. You know, yeah. and it's man, I, I drove through there for the last the last time I drove through, I we went to a concert and uh it was in it was in Hollywood, but we went to a concert and I, I remember walking through and driving through LA and I was just like, what the fuck happened here? And it's oh, the same shit in yeah. San Francisco, man. Like Dude, like, what the fuck happened? What the yeah. fuck has happened in the last 15 years? Because I talked about this, I think, with Terry when I had him on a couple couple months ago. Do you ever remember seeing, because I don't know where you've grown up and lived, but even if you've ever spent any time in major cities, but I, I've always been in major cities most of my life, but I never remember seeing the homeless problem like it is today. The only place it was ever like this before was Seattle. And it was really? kind of a, a unique Seattleism anyway, because they just put up with it yeah. uh, even, you know, like 20, 25 years ago. Uh, in fact, you know, it was kind of known as like hobo fucking land. Yeah. Uh, but probably not on the scale that you're seeing it now. But no, no other major cities. Uh, certainly not L.A. Like L.A.P. still, you know, bash your brains over a fucking club for that shit, you know, in the mm-hmm. 90s. Yeah, man, it's it's fucking crazy. It's uh, I mean. You look yeah, at the, it's, it's you look really at the, wild the beaches down. in Southern California are just overrun with these fucking homeless camps, man. Yeah. Like these these homeless camps look like us in 2003 in Iraq. <laughs> 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 like that's what I say. Every time I drive under the, like when I go to San Francisco, I always, like if you're on I-80, you got to drive through Berkeley and you come through this underpass or overpass or whatever the fuck it is. And there's just like this row of tents and then when you come into san francisco if you're going to the giant stadium you have to get off of i-80 as soon as you cross the bay bridge you have exit 2a and you come off that little loop and there's just under the bridge it it it's perfectly sheltered and it's a fucking just it's a it's a camp it's a fucking it's a it's just a fucking it's a it's a tent city man the fucking irony of it is, and I remember this was one of the funniest things in a bad way, but like it's probably three years ago at this point, I was taking my daughter to her first Giants game. And I remember we're sitting there at the light. We just come down, we're waiting. And there's a dude like 20 feet away in this camp, just shooting up heroin. And I'm just like, man, I don't even, I'm not even going to, I'm not, I'm going to, I'm not even going to acknowledge it. Right. I know my daughter's looking out the window right. and looking at it. But the funny thing is, is like just on the other side of the street, are like $4,500, $5,000 a month apartments. Yeah. <laughs> no, it is a fuck. And I don't know if you've been following this, but there's this account on uh, Twitter lately that's been posting a lot. And they're like lifelong San Francisco resident. And they're posting like, what is going on in this city? What has happened? Why has it gotten like this? And most people just troll her. It's like, oh, well, this is what yeah. you voted for. But she's right. Like, she's coming to age. And <laughs> she's trying to point out, like, like as a lifetime San Francisco resident, like, she has, she's being very honest. She has no one to blame. 
Yeah. He says like, hey, look, Democrats have been in power here forever. There are no Republicans anywhere. This is all progressives. Like this is what, and it's like, everyone just turns this blind eye. There's all this corruption, all this shit. We have 8,000 homeless people in the city of San Francisco. And I don't know if you've ever thought about it, but like 8,000 people's a lot bigger than a lot of towns across this country. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's a, that's, a, that's, a, that's a not insignificant number. Yeah. Dude, every, I love San Francisco. I, I honestly, I love going to San Francisco. I love certain neighborhoods and areas. I cannot remember the last time I have not had an experience with someone who's just fucked up in the head. Every time. Even when I come back from Giants games and I'm walking like the mile and a half back to where I parked my car, yeah. I go by nice area. It's all nice areas. And I'll come across like people, well-dressed individuals who clearly are just, just fucked up, dude. Like they're not homeless, but they're fucking fucked up. Like yeah. I remember the big, uh, it was that game. It was fucking game five of the division world se- or division series. Like it was the first round playoff series. The giants lost to the Dodgers. I'm walking back to my car. It's a mile and a half walk to the garage. I park in, I go by, I'm walking by the like Mozilla, the Harvard business school, all that, that area. It's just all high end fucking area. And there's this dude, he's gotta be like mid fifties. He's very well-dressed. Uh, he's got a nice vest on everything. And he's just like, motherfucker, he's just going nuts. And I'm just like, (laughs) this is not a homeless man. This is a dude who either, maybe he got fired that day. I don't know. He's, he's not, he's not homeless. Something's wrong. But I was like, like, dude, this is every day in this city. You're going to have an experience with someone who's mentally just fucked. Right. There's a fucking problem. I mean, it's fucking absolutely fucking bananas. I have no answer for it, man. I don't. I don't even know what the fuck you're supposed to do. Like, what are you supposed to do? I, I don't have one that anybody's going to like. <laughs> oh, no, that's good. Here we go. What do you got? <laughs> what well, do you got? Uh, that, that just gets to the point of, like, that's that's where we're heading. Like, uh, I mean, our, our empire is, is collapsing both, you know, militarily oh. out there oh, as well as culturally in here. And, uh, you know, th- those kind of declines are, uh, you don't come back from them often. And that's a, that's a scary fucking place to be, but it's true. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of, there's not a lot of ways out of that. And uh, the ways out of that, none of them are pleasant. What do you suggest? <laughs> nice try, Fed. <laughs> <laughs> nice try, Fed. Uh, no, I mean, seriously, <laughs> without some kind of like, crazy cultural shift towards like i i don't know uh like revival from the 20s with the camps and jesus something on that level jim jones yeah yeah it doesn't even have to be that some kind of you know nationalism that's the same biggest thing of people a thing enough to believe in i still though it wouldn't be pretty what would have to be done uh or what would be done and yeah, man, I just, I don't know. I just, I just, I just don't I just know. I think it's weird, like, in a time where, man, this is where it almost gets me kind of, like, like, left-wing softy. It's like, man, you know what? She, you know, why I want to troll that woman? She's coming aware and she's coming, yeah. like, I kind of, she's got a fucking point. Like, why the fuck do we have a homeless problem in this country? Like, we shouldn't, right? Like, and, and don't get me wrong, like once COVID hit in San Francisco, they did a really cool thing. Um, 
they they put up these massive tent cities along the water kind of not tent cities but a big you know those big tent structures that look like yep. the fucking bob yep. 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 and they took all the homeless people and they put them in that right and they okay, yeah. they they they, they they bought out a bunch of hotels for a period of time. And like, honestly, like I remember being bored in 2020 and it was just like May. And I was just like, man, I, I haven't done shit. I haven't left my ho- my apartment in fucking 12 weeks. I'm gonna just go drive into the city. Cause I, it was 45 minutes away. And I, I, I just like cities. I like the way it looks. I like to drive into them. I like that view. I love driving into San Francisco. And I remember going in and it was like a ghost town, dude. Like there was nobody nobody anywhere and it was yeah. so fucking creepy but none of the ho- like there's no homeless like everyone's gone right and then i remember learning like hey like along my walk like i was talking about for when i park my in my car and go to the giant stadium there's like these two massive tent structures and that's where they put all the fucking homeless apparently right. during this now they're out obviously because i just talked right. about this they're clearly out and doing their thing but i was just you know there's a part of me that does think like look and I'm going to ask you about this next because that's yep. a big change when it comes to you know where we were at in 2020 and the, the fucking army and the defense budget in Afghanistan. But dude, if we could spend 700 fucking 15 billion dollars on our sh- bloated ass defense budget, you trying to tell me we can't fucking pay for some homeless people in this goddamn country? Yeah, but what are we going to pay for their hair? What happened? I don't fucking know what we're going to pay for, but I'm just tired of seeing them. I'm just like, I'm, I'm being very honest. I'm tired of fucking seeing them. I don't want to interact with them every time I go to a major city. And that's what I do, at least yeah. on the West. Yeah. I don't really remember dealing with them too much in New York. I know they're there. Don't get me wrong. You're not going to believe this. There's a homeless camp just like that in Missoula, Montana. Missoula? I don't even know where the fuck that is, bro. Uh, I barely know where Montana is. It's the Austin of Montana's, but uh, still, it's there. I mean, it's fucking there. Yeah, they got us uh, right down by the river, huge homeless camp, all the same shit. Yeah. Why would you want to be homeless everywhere. in Montana, man? That seems kind of rough. It does, like, I get why of... people want to be homeless in California. Usually <laughs> right. you got great weather, you know, people with money. Yeah, yeah. apparently the dudes are just hard as fuck, but they're, they're there. Uh, but but that's kind of the point, though. It's like cities and, and cultures will, will put up with that shit now. Uh, well, that's, you know, I, I wish I, I, I'll, I'm going to go and try and find this account. I may have not been able to find it at this point, but I'm going to try and find it and I'll try and send it to you and you can just kind of read through it. Cause she's, she's right about so much. And it's just like, you know what? I'm just waiting. I'm just missing her coming to the total realization that this is what you voted for, for so long. And that's the only thing is like, they're not considering any other option. Like they're, they're, they're illuminating all the issues. Like they're, they're highlighting, like, this is, she's, she's linking books of like, Hey, how progressives ruin cities, like all this historical analysis has been done, but like what they they're stopping themselves from doing is we got to try something different. They don't want to try something different. They still want to do the same voting that they've always done. They just want it to work. Well, I got some news for you. Hoping one hand shit in the other, like that's that's how this game is played. Yeah, I don't know because that I, I ain't gonna lie, and that's why I said like I'm 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 no I'm no party. I'm 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 best candidate. I'm candidate that I like and who I think is gonna work for me. But yeah, it it does break. It, it it there's a part of me. My heart does break when I see that shit, man. Because you know, and I and maybe I've become way softer since having a kid because I don't know, maybe my fucking daughter makes some shitty decisions in her life and she ends up in that position. And that's how I look at it. Like what the fuck? Like, 
hopefully I can be there to not make sure that doesn't happen to her. But what if it does, right? What if something happens to me? And that's, so that's why, like, when I look at those people, I'm like, man, they, they weren't always like this. They have family or they had it, or they like, something's gone wrong. Like no one's just born to fucking be homeless in my mind. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh but then again, if you can't make it in America, man, like where fuck, where are you going to go as a human being? And like, yeah, like know, be okay man. like yeah i know well yeah don't get me wrong like i've, I've i know what happens to homeless in the <laughs> other parts of this world right. yeah, yeah I it's uh it i don't sucks, know man. man it does all right so my next question to you is this has definitely been a big thing because this has been a big part of art i think a lot of the stuff we've tweeted over the years is like what did you think and i know you said you never went to afghanistan but i mean you know, obviously you've probably known plenty of teammates and plenty of plenty of dudes who've gone and sacrificed and and lost over there but what did you think when you watched this absolutely fucking terrible fucking portion of a fucking withdrawal yeah thank you (laughs) i i thought we just set ourselves back militarily real quick here's frank what's up frank hey frank what's up Yeah, we, we just set ourselves. There's not even a time frame that you can go. We just we just looked like the biggest bitches on fucking planet Earth because we have God's own budget of laser guided bombs and seeing the dark goggles. And, you know, however you shake it, we lost to some dickheads and flip flops with third rate Russian shit. And yeah, it's, I mean, fucking love it or hate it. Like, that's what happened. Uh, that is the biggest debacle arguably in U.S. military history. Uh, like, I would be hard-pressed to think of another one that matches it. Uh, and we're going to pay for that for the next 20, 30 fucking years. Yeah, because I'm, I'm more curious from your perspective because, you know, you were a part of, you know, I said you were a retired Green Beret, but, like, there's nothing higher in terms of service in the military in the world than what you were a part of. Right. And you witnessed that. Like what, like, honestly, like I'm embarrassed and I'm not like, I didn't, I never attained that level of service. Right. So I can't imagine what someone who's sacrificed so much or who knows their dudes who sacrificed so much for the end state to be what played out on national world TV, not just not like the world saw us fucking activists. To a bunch of fucking barbarians. Fucking debacle. I mean, and, and third rate barbarians too. That's what I think that's what probably hurts the most is like we all know that the Taliban actually couldn't fight for shit. Like I, I actually wrote a big piece about this uh sometime back in August. We we all know everybody that was over there knows we kicked the shit out of them in every tactical engagement that there ever was. We should have left in 2004 or 2006, or mm-hmm. 2007, 8, 9. In any one of those times, we could have left, declared victory, just, and you could just yeah. fake the fuck on that one. That's like yeah. being down in the fucking parking lot and be like, okay, we're out. It doesn't <laughs> matter if they get back up because you and the witnesses left. Any one of those times, we would have been fine. Uh, the only other way that we were ever going to actually, like, like no shit win in Afghanistan would have been to genocide the entire country, which we're, we don't have the stomach for. Uh, right. and exactly. So, yeah. so, you know, yeah. that, that's a good thing, but yeah. it's, uh, it's true. 
the way that we left, I mean, just the damage and prestige uh, to us as a, as a military fighting force uh, cannot be overstated. Uh, and, and, you know, Russia, China saw that. Every fucking tango in the world saw that. That that will be looked at, I think, for a long time as just without precedent. So my biggest thing is, uh, and this is what really tilted me, <clears throat> because like I said, once you, you spend enough time, you, you know enough, you, you see enough, you learn enough how things are spun and presented. Um, so there was that suicide attack at, Cal- at Kabul airport, right? That yep. killed 12 Marines and one, one soldier. Yep. Um, I'm just, <laughs> our response was we drone striked a family in a fucking minivan and killed 10 people. None and of which had to do with it, which we've had to admit. A couple weeks later on a fucking Friday afternoon news dump, we, we go out there and admit that. Yeah. Dude. I'm, I'm, look, I'm saying this right now. And because I just, I'm, I'm just so beyond it. Yeah. I would love to be kicked out tonight because we're a fucking embarrassment. That's a, and for not only that, not only that fucking situation and instance, but the, the review that came after it that said no one is responsible and will be held accountable fuck off man like fuck off because if joe fucking tweets a fucking picture he gets kicked out but these motherfuckers can go kill 10 innocent people who got nothing to do with anything and it's uh no nothing to see here who went down for pictures in abu Ghraib of vaguely fucking weird fucking e4 that's who exactly e4 and e6 that's right but the female e4 and the male that's right the male e6 yeah Yeah, exactly fucking like Dude, it's, it's yeah. Well, I mean, this goes, this feeds into my, uh, my belief in a, an end of empire. That's not an easy thing to say. Cause we, we both fought for it for a very long time. Uh, and that's a, that's a not good conclusion to draw, but I think that's the only one that you can draw post Afghanistan. Like, like what the fuck are you going to do to recover from that? But here's my problem, bro. Is like, that was supposed to be our response to the 13 who yeah. they killed. Yep. Nothing's been done since. They've never found who was actually responsible and no, never actually- going to. There's no sources left in Afghanistan. Like everybody that was our guy is dead or gone. Nobody's, it's fucking over. Like no one's actually been held accountable. So at the end of the day, like 12 Marines and a yep. soldier are dead and there's no repercussion for it. Was the what sucks, man. Like, what sucks is that uh, that female Marine, yeah, the E5, like she joined out of the office right next to mine in Roseville where I started. No shit. Yeah. So no, I remember. I remember as a poolie, like, because I, I was really close. Uh, I don't want to say the dude's name. I don't. I because I'm trying to protect people on this. I don't yeah. know who fucking listen to, but his his dude his his name rhymes with fucking Rucker. All right, but he was the Marine recruiter, and uh, yeah, I remember talking to him, and he's. Like, because the pulleys for the Marines for Roseville, Sacramento, the whole Sacramento area all came and coalesced in that area and did it. And yeah, I think it was, was a G, was that her name? Sergeant G, whatever, the female. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I remember very, I very, very 
much remember meeting her and uh, all those fucking like dude i love the fucking marines man i know you were one at one point but i love the marine pulleys man their pulley program up there in roseville is fucking awesome like they, i'll do the fucking solid kids man yeah, they're fucking squared the fuck away like they're they're full-on kool-aid drinkers man uh, but no, i remember meeting her um yeah and then there was another sergeant i think from Folsom, one of the marines that he's i don't i think he's still alive but yeah so that that just pisses me off as a whole um and then to get into the politicization of it, man, it's like, oh, well, well okay. Trump said this and Biden. I'm like, can we not? It, it, is there nothing left in this fucking country that we can just like own as a country that we don't have to try and pit one fucking party against the other? Can we just own our fucking failure in Afghanistan for 20 fucking years? That's no, what it was. That would require men. Man, but. it would require adults, bro. I don't know, man. Like that shit just really fucking irks me. Like, and that's why I was curious to know what your take was. And I, I think it's pretty obvious, but. Like oh yeah. Said, Complete fucking debacle. I mean, we could sink a fucking Chinese carrier battle group tomorrow and not undo the damage that leaving Afghanistan with our fucking tail between our legs has done to us from a prestige standpoint. And nobody's going to forget that. Do, have you done it? Have you, have you or anybody like you've served with that maybe did some time in Afghanistan from that, from a team perspective, like, have you guys done any like forecasting or like, what do you think analysis wise of where, where that's going? Oh, of where the Taliban or where yeah, Afghanistan I mean, is going? The Taliban's back. Like they're disbanding pretty much every possible fucking human rights <laughs> progress that was done. Right. Like all the, Bro. anything related to women has been disbanded already. Women are no longer allowed to attend school past fifth grade. Like this is already happening. Dude, they, uh, they fucking won. I mean, th- there is no 4K. Like, it's fucking over and done. Like, I mean, that is, that's the Taliban's country now. Like, yeah, yeah. anybody that's left there that we didn't get is, uh, is fucking Dunskis. And, uh, I mean, it's fucking horrifying. And, uh, but it is what it is. Like, it's, it's fucking over. Like, yeah, <laughs> nothing to be fucking done for that one. Fucking, it just sucks, man. It really does. Cause I guess, I mean, you know, I've got personal stories where I, I've ran into like my interpreter's cousin from Afghanistan while I was in a liquor store in fucking Folsom. Like there's just so <laughs> many weird stories, man. Oh, it, dude, I know. It, it's yeah. just crazy, man. But um, yeah, so I'm glad I got your take on that. Uh, like I, I mean, dude, I could talk to you all night about a bunch of shit, but I think we hit on a lot. Uh, I'll probably test bases hopefully sometime again later in this year, but let's oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we don't yeah. have to make any more crazy predictions on things. <laughs> I'm going to start making predictions like uh, everything's rainbows and unicorns. Uh, yeah, like, that'd be great because no one ever comes back to those and be like, oh, you were wrong. You said things were going to be great. <laughs> like, the dollar will deflate to like 1910 level, be able to buy a car for 100 bucks. It's going to be that'd awesome. Be, that'd be awesome. It's pretty funny. <laughs> like, like, like my 2016 truck's worth more than a new truck. So it's pretty cool, actually. Dude, I know a guy that just sold uh, a truck that he bought and put like 10,000 miles on for $1,000 more than he bought it from to the same fucking dealership. Yeah, yeah it's crazy. Uh, yeah, like there, there's a my mechanic, the, there's a Chevy dealer right next to where I live. Like, yeah, my mechanic's like, hey, man, uh, my, my cousin just brought like a, a 2018 back when he bought it and they're offering him 5,000 more above sticker. I'm like, Fuck. Who knew my, my, my truck would be my greatest investment, bro? I'm just, I'll <laughs> hold on to it and see what happens. 
All right, man, that's Clay Marion. Bro, you got anything to promote while you're here real quick? Yeah, I got the books on Amazon, Country, Jungle, Prairie Fire. Yeah. I'm working on another one right now, but it's not ready. So uh, hopefully when I come back on next time, we can uh, we talk about it. Okay, well, well, look at that. That's what they call a teaser. All right, so there we go. Clay Martin, find his <laughs> books, uh, uh, Concrete Jungle and Prairie Fire, and a new one in the works. You can follow him. Where can they follow you on Twitter? Is it way off the res? That's my my twin brother is uh, way off the res, Dr. Uh, Dr. Martin. That's right. Okay, Dr. Martin. You have a twin Dr. brother? Martin. Damn. We have to get you he a twin next time. just like me. He types just like me. Last January... Yeah. All right. Yeah. So read stuff. between the lines on that one. All right, brother. Have a good night. Thanks for showing right. up. And again, <laughs> hey, there will be bourbon. All right, dude.